Hey, gang, you got you guys have all heard of Hollywood, right? You've heard of that place out in L.A. where they do movies, they make superstars. They've been known to make a few dollars, make people famous, success, all those things, influence the culture. Well, they have a pretty good idea on what it takes to be visible, to have influence, to be a superstar. And we have a Hollywood insider with us today who's going to share those secrets that she learned along the way, working her way up as an executive in Hollywood, as a pioneer in digital media. And we're going to talk to her, Joey Garrity, in just a couple minutes. Let's do a show. Hey, welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we talk about all things StreamYard as well as what's going on in the live streaming industry. We talk a little podcasting. And of course, we take on all different subjects that can help you not only with live streaming and digital media creation, but in your business or just of interest to our community. So it's so great to have you with us here on StreamYard Connect, episode 49. We're here every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm Ross Brand. Coming up, we're going to talk to Joey Garrity. She's got a new book coming out next year called Be Your Own Superstar. She's also the author of The Red Carpet Guide to Visibility and Influence. So we'll talk to her about her life working in Hollywood and how she applies what she learned to uh, the world of digital media. So that's coming up in just a few minutes. A lot going on with StreamYard and live streaming to talk about. This is a very busy time, so let's get right to it as I bring up the screen here. <laughs> I'll walk you through the process. Okay, so StreamYard Connect, we always start with the three pillars of StreamYard. If you're new to StreamYard, uh, the three pillars are ease of use, stability, and professional-looking streams. It's easy to get started with StreamYard. The product is stable like no other browser-based live streaming tool that we've encountered. And your streams are professional. They look good. Good quality video, good quality audio. 1080p is available. A lot of podcasters record their podcast. It's a, it's a great, great thing I've been doing just about every live stream I've done has been on StreamYard in now close to two years. It's uh, it's just been an amazing, amazing product for the community. Now, in addition to being able to host your show live with StreamYard and the ease of bringing on guests and adding different professional elements to the stream, you can go to several different destinations. There is built-in integration with Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live, Periscope, which of course gets you on Twitter, and your Twitch channel. And if that isn't enough, Custom RTMP lets you go to any destination that accepts an RTMP connection. For example, I use Custom RTMP to go to Amazon Live so that instead of just streaming with the tools given to me by Amazon in the native Amazon mobile app, I'm able to connect StreamYard through Custom RTMP to that Amazon Live Creator mobile app, and then I can take advantage of screen share to show off products and be able to use my own 
uh, mirrorless camera or webcam in order to have a higher quality broadcast than would be capable of just going straight from my phone. So uh, multi-streaming, if you're on the basic plan, you can go to up to three destinations. Pro plan is up to eight destinations. If you haven't tried StreamYard yet, you can test out all the basic plan features as well as there is a free plan. You can do that uh, by going to LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard, LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard. So what's going on with StreamYard this week? It seems every week the founders on their town hall are rolling out new features. This weekend was no exception. If you are looking for a producer to host your show, you will now find a partner resources tab under my account. So if you go into your StreamYard dashboard, the, the first page you get to when you sign in, in the upper right corner, there is a tab called My Account. If you if you drop down, you'll see an option for Partner Resources. It's really very simple. You just click that. It'll take you to a page that will say StreamYard Partners at the top. There'll be an option for graphics. You scroll down, and it'll say Remote Producers and Consultants. So if you need somebody to help you with your broadcast, you want somebody to be pushing the buttons, bringing on your guests, uh, perhaps adding comments to the screen or overlays or playing video clips or any of the other features you want to take advantage of or as complex a broadcast as you want to set up. You can do there are different ways people do multi-camera and remote productions and all, all different sorts of things. You can do that. You can go live from your mobile and send your video to somebody in a studio who's producing. Lots of different things you can do as a live streamer using StreamYard. We're providing you resources under the remote producer and consultants label there. There's a form you can fill out. You basically just click the link to the form. Tell us what you need. Give Provide some information. Marissa Kelly is the commissioner of the StreamYard Producers Program. Whenever I think commissioner, I think David Stern is the commissioner of the NBA. But uh, commissioner, Marissa Kelly is the commissioner of the StreamYard Producers Program. And so get in touch with Marissa and she'll help you out in pairing you with somebody who has the skill set to do the type of production that you are looking for. In addition, if you are interested in doing remote producing for other people, if you're interested in maybe making a business out of it or making a little little extra money as a side hustle and you've, you've gotten used to using StreamYard, you understand what's involved in producing a broadcast, go ahead and reach out to Marissa at StreamYard.com, Marissa at StreamYard.com. Let her know you're interested in getting on our list of producers who are available for work. So that's what's going on with StreamYard. Along with that, we've got a lot going on in the live streaming industry. Virtual events right now are exploding. So many different, really historic in-person events, events that have been going on for a long time. Uh, the Texas Book Festival is one of those in Austin, Texas. Huge book festival. I believe it's in its 25th year this year. And because of COVID, it's had to go virtual, um, which, of course, disappoints people who are used to 
making that trip to Austin and being part of that community in person, but it opens up opportunities as well for speakers from around the world, uh, for people who never could attend to actually participate. They've decided, and and I'm seeing this trend with a lot of in-person events that have gone virtual, they've actually extended the event from, it was either a week or just under a week, to now a two-week event. And you're seeing this with a lot of events uh, that that were, if it was a one-day event, hey, let's do a one-week event or two-day event. If it was a, a week event, let's make it two weeks and so forth because a lot of the overhead that's involved in the travel and the cost of staying at hotels and all that stuff goes out the window. So while we lose some of the wonderful things about that in-person contact, uh, virtual opens up a, a lot of opportunities now. So uh, if you're somebody who does like producing live video and events and so forth, there are a lot of opportunities right now. The Texas Book Festival, of course, just one of those going on now. I thought it was newsworthy that we have that. Um, also, uh, we don't do any politics on this show. So this is neither an endorsement nor a criticism of this politician. But it is newsworthy in the world of live streaming, and that is uh, the representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was on Twitch the other night. And not only was she on Twitch, but she made a huge splash. She went to Twitch as part of a get-out-the-vote effort, but she was playing games on Twitch. And um, she ended up having the third, what... IGN called the third most successful individual stream in the history of Twitch. Um, 430,000 concurrent viewers at one point. 430,000. So live streaming has a lot of different purposes. Game playing isn't just game playing. It can be a factor in an election. It can be a way to change culture, to move people and so forth. Again, Neither an endorsement nor a criticism. I wish I could not even have to mention politicians on this show or any of my other content, but this is newsworthy uh, when a politician decides to go, particularly a sitting member of the House of Representatives, goes on Twitch to play a game and the turnout that she got. Now, the other big piece of news this week is Adobe announcing that live streaming is available from Photoshop and from Illustrator to Behance, which is an Adobe-owned product. Now, if you are using Photoshop and Illustrator and you want to live stream, and a big part of this is Adobe wants people to share their work process, especially with other people who use Photoshop and Illustrator as a way of sharing technique, as a way of people understanding how your projects come together. And so they made it very easy if you're using an iPad to go from an iPad to Behance. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've actually never used the site. Uh, The article I was reading was in The Verge. And they also mentioned something I hadn't heard before, which is that it is possible to stream from your desktop to Behance. And the way you would do that, they called it complicated, is by using a third-party tool. Which makes me wonder if 
they have custom RTMP, that third-party tool could be StreamYard. I don't know. I don't know if they have a restricted list or if you could use any third-party tool, something that might be worth looking into if you are uh, an Adobe user who wants to put your work and your work process out there and interact with other people. This is more of an internal thing. It's not, there's no live streaming to YouTube or Twitch or Facebook Live. This is really about people within the Adobe ecosystem communicating and streaming and presenting content and teaching other people within that ecosystem. So that is what's going on in the industry this week. We're going to talk to Joey Garrity in just a minute. Jesse Guthrie, we always give him a shout out and a thanks. He's been creating the backgrounds uh, that we've been using as we are Evolving the look of the broadcast across the season, kind of showing what can be done in terms of changing your backgrounds and the visual look of the broadcast. So these two up backgrounds and when I'm on the screen share and some of those other backgrounds that you'll see during the show were created by Jesse. Jesse's at StreamSenseMedia.com, StreamSenseMedia.com. And coming up next week, it is our 50th episode, so... We're bringing out the heavy hitters. Gage Vandentop, CEO of StreamYard, will be with us. Perhaps Dan Briggs will join us as well. And we're also going to talk to uh, former Periscoper of the Year finalist, Leslie Nance. She has an amazing personal story of overcoming cancer and using live streaming to share with people how she was able to do that, how she uses her kitchen, how she uses food and other health uh, techniques, treatments, therapies to uh, keep herself ha healthy, to make her body inhospitable to cancer. And now she's doing, uh, she has her own business. She's not live streaming as much, but she is live streaming to people who sign up and are part of her online coaching community so it's going to be great to catch up with her she has an amazing story and just one of my favorite people that i've met since i started live streaming so can't wait for that but it's not the only milestone we're celebrating next week and uh God, i feel i feel like a little weird about <laughs> but we're doing it we're gonna do it right so we're having a fifth anniversary party and show for live stream universe Yes, Gage Vandentop and many other members of our StreamYard family, Marissa and uh, Nick Nimmin and others will be joining us. Uh, Joey Garrity, our guest today, will be popping in as well. And we're going to just have a good time. We're going to share predictions for 2021. And we've got a whole bunch of great brands that have offered prizes, subscriptions, giveaways. It's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, U-Screen, StreamYard, TubeBuddy, Podit, StreamSense Media, Outlaw Masks, Yay or Nay, Nicole, Focusrite, all these cool giveaways we're going to have throughout the day, and, and these companies are, are super generous. So um, if you're interested in attending, there's a link where you can sign up and get notified once the post for the broadcast goes live. It just says party with Ross in the description. If you click that link, uh, you can enter your name and email and you'll get emailed as soon as we put the event up. And you also will get in in order to 
uh, win prizes. You don't have to register that way to win prizes, but it ensures that your name gets into that spinner and you have a chance to win some of these great giveaways. So that's what's going on. A couple of programming notes there after the news. And of course, if you're not yet using StreamYard, LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard, LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard. Start hosting your show today with StreamYard. Our guest today is Joey Garrity. She is a Hollywood insider, the author of one great book about Hollywood and applying what you learn in Hollywood to the real world or the world outside of Hollywood. Some say Hollywood is the real, their real world. Uh, another book coming up very soon. And also, she's a brand director. She's an international speaker. She runs 113branding, 113branding.com. And a friend, I've known her for several years. We connected uh, through live streaming. We actually came together when we were on a, a big live streaming event, and we've stayed in touch ever since. And it's great to welcome to the broadcast, Joey Garrity. Thanks so much for joining us, Joey. Thanks, Russ. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. We haven't really talked in a while, so let's do it right here on the air in front of everybody, <laughs> <Okay>. live <laughs> on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope. Uh, tell me what, what you've been up to lately and uh, what you're working on with a new book coming out in 2021. Yeah, so the Red Carpet Guide to Visibility Influence, that was my entry point to help the masses out there to step into their visibility and into their own spotlight. And that was just to get them on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. So with Be Your Own Superstar, that's dropping in 2021. That book is all about how to go from the red carpet and then get yourself in, on the screen itself. So Be Your Own Superstar is really my way of being of service. I've connected the dots. I've ran with superstars. What I mean by that, I was, I was working with them either on set or I was traveling with them because of a, you know, a big premiere that we were going to um, around the world. And it wasn't until two years ago where I connected the dots, Ross, where I was like, wait a second. I used to think, <laughs> I, was, I was one of them. I used to think that even in Hollywood and beyond, I used to think, wow, everyone must have, that some people are very lucky mm -hmm. to be born with an it factor, right. right? In Hollywood, they throw the it factor around a lot, right? What and exactly is the it factor? The it factor just means that you're special, that you have that special quality about yourself that's going to make you that superstar in your field, right? Or in politics or you know, as a speaker, whatever it is, right? Right, right. And for many, many years, I really bought into this, what I'm now calling, it's a mythology. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's that first of all, there's no such thing as luck, right? Mm -hmm. I used to believe that people were lucky. And I actually believed that I was lucky, that I had a lucky star over my head. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. And what that does is it disempowers us, right? Mm -hmm. That that it's just, it's luck that's making this a rock and roll, not empowering or making ourselves the power of the focal point, right? Right, right. And then the next step was, is that two years ago, I was thinking about these stars like Will Smith or Katy Perry or different, Sarah Jessica Parker, people, different people that I had 
that had been around in one aspect or another. And it really hit me like a lightning bolt. I was like, wait a second. I know it's not about luck. Mm-hmm. And it and it's not that they're not super talented, but it doesn't mean that they're less or more talented than someone next to them. Why is it that they're able to hit this superstar status and then sustain it for so long? Right. And and there was there was another um, connection for me where I was I'm very deeply in the self development world, as you know, mm-hmm. and. And I was being, you know, I hear this a lot in self-development worlds. It's like, well, the reason we don't do something is the fear of being criticized. Right. Right. And I was thinking, well, wait a second. We've all been criticized pretty much since we were children in one way or another. Right. So I do think that that's an aspect of it. But media is criticizing us every day. Right. The school systems can be very critical. If you didn't get, if you didn't get an A, if you got an A, then it should be an A plus. Right, right. Right? Like, you know, bosses are critical. The way that the systems that we run in are quite critical. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Criticism bothers me, but I'm kind of, you kind of get used to it in a weird way after a while. I'm all, but the one thing that we don't get used to because we were not brought up this way is to take in and be able to handle massive amounts of love. Mm. Okay. Now that's the secret sauce. That is why I I know I was brought down to Hollywood was part of my life purpose. Okay. Was to be around high-level directors and superstars and agents and people that are very, very powerful, right? And to have watched them for years, you know, still feeling like, oh, well, I can't be them, even though I'm part of this very elitist system I was in in Hollywood. Right. Right. I'll just be one of the worker bees. Right. Um, And, but when I had that aha moment, I was like, Oh, they can handle massive amounts of love. Hmm. I mean, well, think about it. This is, this is very deep because most people think that people who succeed in Hollywood or, politics especially politics Mm -hmm. maybe even sports is because they can handle a ton of rejection and maybe take a lot of abuse along the way and either they, they they don't accept it internally as others do they have the internal fortitude to like power through or it, they're, they're oblivious to it because they have such a level of belief in themselves and confidence. That's sort of what we've come to think of the people who make it and are able to sustain it for a long time. Hey, they're not afraid of getting panned in a review or booed out of the stadium or, you know, being getting 10 votes the first time they run, but they run 10 more times and then eventually they, they get elected to a national office or what have you, right? I mean, that's how kind of we've come to think at least I have of the people who make it because, you know, while I've never was in Hollywood through my experience, like working in, in radio, it's a rough business. And, you know, people always say like, Oh, just get your foot in the door. But you know, you know what most people don't realize is once you get your foot in the door, you've got nine people pushing on the door because <laughs> they're afraid you're going to take their job. So there's a lot of things that you have to go through for, in any kind of fu- public facing yeah. position but you're saying it's not their ability to take the criticism 
it's their ability to accept the love and the praise and yeah, that comes along that with comes the along influence with mm. that comes along with you standing in your purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And the visibility piece. Right. Because think about it like this, like for instance, with Will Smith, right. Okay. You know, we had, um, we, I was traveling with, with him and his entourage because I was part, I worked for the director of independence day. Right. And we went around the world. Right on right. on private jets, but, but think about what that was like. First of all, we're on private jets. You have private sedans at all times, but you're with Will Smith, and no matter where you go, people are like, "Oh my God, there's Will Smith!" Right? You can't right. every restaurant just like, and I'm just saying to people like, you know, it's the paparazzi. People are like, and you're anywhere, and people are just like, the amount of free stuff that the superstars get is mind boggling. Okay, because they are already so rich, right? Right. Right. But they get a lot of stuff for free. This is a way that the marketplace is saying, I love you. So think about it like this. Will Smith is walking down the street or walking into a restaurant and people are like, can I take a picture with you? Can I get your your autograph? Can I, you know, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Maybe they're not saying I love you in those exact words, but the aberration that they are throwing towards that individual who they don't know. They have never met that person, but they have this excitement level, enthusiasm, and love affair with that person, right? And what they're doing is what I refer to as they're loving on them. Mm -hmm. They're like, I love you, I love you, I love you, right? And to be able to take So as we're walking these red carpets or as we're going to restaurants or as we're going through airports, whatever it was, I was thinking to myself the whole time, how does he handle all this? It would be, it's it's like even I who wasn't in his spotlight was cringing and wanting to go back into the shadows because it's so, it was so overwhelming. Hmm. But then two years ago, I was sitting with that. And I was like, wait a second. It's that he can lean into all the love. He can handle this massive amount of people, of a fan base, which is what happens for anyone in any field as you're growing your influence. Mm-hmm. As you step out of the shadows and as you're growing influence, of course you're going to hear rejection. But as the rejections come, right, which, which 99% of this world has in has had a lot of rejection come towards them whether it's through the media it could be through family members it could be even your mom and dad again it could be the school systems whatever right. it is the systems are set up for a rejection base and even movie stars face rejection right there's Absolutely. parts that they think Absolutely i should play do. a part in that blockbuster and yeah. it's their their rival that gets it or one of the two or three other leading Uh, actors in in Hollywood, right? Absolutely. But however, however, it's the ability to sustain that kind of superstardom. Like, let's just talk about Oprah Winfrey for a second. Okay. Whether you, whether you're a fan of Oprah Winfrey or not, what I'm trying to get across out there to the public is that, that it's not that Oprah is necessarily more talented than someone else. It's just Mm -hmm. that she got back to what I'm referring to the secret sauce of get of embracing her if factor right and growing what I'm coining now in my second book of 
your inner game love bucket that she's grown her love bucket year after year after year. There is nowhere on this planet that Oprah Winfrey can walk down a street where someone is not going to notice that it's Oprah Winfrey, Mm -hmm. where someone's not going to be like, Oh my God, there's Oprah Winfrey. Right. Where someone's where there's not going to be massive amounts of fans. There's not one part of this. There's not one rock. There's no one, not one rock that you can uncover that someone does not know her name, right? right? And in order to sustain that kind of notoriety and for her to uh, sustain this kind of fame, right? What I'm saying is, is that the sauce is, is that she's grown her inner game love bucket capacity mm. so that she can, it's been, keep, continues to grow, that she's worth now, she's worth one point. I think it, I read the other day is $1.1 billion. Right. Oprah does not wake up one every day and say, oh, I'm worth $1.1 billion. That's not how the stars work, right? Right, right. They just wake up and they're just Oprah Winfrey. But what, but what I teach with my clients and my teachings that I'm sharing out there in the marketplace now, Ross, is this, is that the way that society teaches us to goal set is through outcomes. Like, so I'll have clients say to me, oh, I want a million dollars. I want a mansion. I want to be famous like Oprah Winfrey. Let's just say that's what it is, right? And what I'm telling clients, I'm like, you're going through the back door when you say that. Because unless your love bucket capacity is at a million dollar level, Mm. you're never going to sustain, you'll never achieve a million dollars and more importantly, sustain it. Wow. This is so fascinating. I'm just listening and, and taking this all in. And, you know, I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's a, a sort of a po- positive psychology principle, but there's the idea that also turns everything on its head that I've heard used in, in business context a lot, which is a lot of people say, when I get to whatever destination, you know, when I finish the project or get the promotion, I'll be happy or I'll be satisfied with myself or boy, I can imagine how great that will feel or how great I'll feel about myself. But in fact, it's being happy, being content, feeling good about yourself that gives you what you need to actually accomplish the project. So I, I seeing something sort of parallel with that. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. The only difference is, is that I'm saying is that the massive scale of people. Right. Well, well, I, well, I'm, I'm saying I, I, my belief system is that everyone globally mm-hmm. is born with an it factor. There's no such thing right. as luck, right? We're all born with an it factor. However, life situations get us farther and farther and farther away from it. And what, and we're not brought up to be able to take a massive amount of luck. Ross, I, I, maybe I'm, I mean, I'm just going to make an assumption here. You were not sat sat down every single day and people go, I love you. 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 Okay. Right. So probably not. <laughs> right. So, so, so when we are going out trying to make our dreams come to fruition, right. There's a goal at the end of that dream, right. I want to be an author. I want to, you know, I want to have my own business, whatever. I want to be a mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever that dream is there. What I'm saying is, is that when we're focusing on the actual outcome, but you don't have the love capacity to hold it, you're setting yourself up for failure, for sabotage. This is what keeps us small. Right, right. This is what keeps us on the small playing field, right? So 
when I had this aha lightning bolt moment two years ago, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna work every day on, on growing my love bucket capacity. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna quit worrying about the outcomes. I'm gonna quit putting, setting these goals that, that, that are out there because that's the back door. Instead, I'm going to go the front door because as my love bucket capacity grows bigger and I can sustain more love that comes along with visibility and influence and outcome, right? Then it all comes. It comes to you. And, and, and I can sustain it. So just for example, two years ago, right? Here I am, like, and, and how I came... I had a very, very, two very close friends of mine die back to back, right? And I was going through this like blue, low period in my life. And so I started going back to memories. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so, um, you know, how was, how were, you know, because everyone's got moments, that's just life, right? Right. But, even the superstars are having personal stuff going, but yet they're sustaining the superstardom fan base mm -hmm. and career at the same time. And that's when I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And within one year, right, I'm engaged to the love of my life. I'm married, right? Like, like I'm going to be 53 in this October, right? So we're both unicorns, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, and neither of us have have kids, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, we find each other, right? Right, right, right. It's because I, because I've been growing my love bucket capacity, mm. that I was able to and, and sustain that, right? I no longer like was chasing clients; like people were referring clients to me all the time, right? But I had to be able to hold that. I had to be able to hold that. So how does one begin to grow their capacity to accept love and to create their own love bucket within? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm going to have step-by-step step in okay. the book that drops, right? Be Your Own Superstar. However, here is a tangible technique that everyone can implement today to start growing that inner game love capacity love bucket capacity. So what you do is, is you go on YouTube. Okay. You find a video, right. That has a, that people are cheering. They're just cheering and screaming. Okay. I'll also send it to Ross. We put it in the comment section. Okay. Okay. That's step one. Step two is first thing in the morning, you on your Android, or your iPhone, you set your, you set your timer for five minutes. Okay. You set your timer, you turn on the cheering, and you visualize yourself walking into a stadium, a stadium as big as a concert stadium you've ever been in in your life. Mm -hmm. And you walk into the middle of it, right? And you see, you visualize all of these people in there, and they're cheering for you, Ross. Mm -hmm. They're screaming for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Most of my clients can get through like one minute the first time they try this because it's such an interactive component, right? How long are you supposed to be able to sustain Five this? minutes, five, five minutes, minutes okay. five minutes, right? And as they're screaming for you, I want you to visualize all of them screaming at your name going, Ross, 
Ross, oh my God, I love your show. I love your brand. I love, you know, everything about you, right? And I want you to do that for 21 days straight, okay? And what's, what's so fascinating about this tangible that I put into play two years ago <laughs> was is now during the day, because we're human, right? I'm human. I can start feeling that, oh, that those doubts, those, and those, those, those just start, you know, start just showing up for me, right? But Ross, what's so, what's even more interesting is as the doubts start rising, the cheering starts showing up and it starts quieting the doubts, mm. right? This is how, this this is one tangible of how you can be growing your love bucket capacity right now today where in a year from now or in 2 years from now what I tell my clientele or even for myself what I've like even this morning during my during my cheering meditation mm -hmm. um, is that I do not recognize the girl who I was 2 years ago. Wow. I don't. Right? Because my my love bucket has expanded. Hmm. No, it's 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 pretty incredible. I mean, <laughs> I want to ask you about uh, red carpet, the red carpet book, red carpet guide to visibility and influence, because I know a lot of people who are live streamers are dealing with trying to increase their visibility and get more, <laughs> yeah. not just literally getting more people to watch, but their visibility within their industry or, you know, within their company or their brand. And then also what the role of influence is. What do you, how do you sort of define that? Let, let's start with the influence piece first, sure. because I know you talk a lot or have talked a lot about how influence or at least the perception of your influence is such a big thing in Hollywood. And how, what did you sort of learn that you've been applying along the way, or maybe you've changed directions since you've uh, been filling your love bucket with all this cheering? Maybe you don't, <laughs> maybe they, you don't need to strategically pace out influence, but in, in all seriousness, like, can you talk a little bit about how, what you learned from Hollywood that, you know, other people could apply in their business in terms of, you know, growing their influence, maybe even becoming more visible as well. Sure. So, um, no, I absolutely still am 110% behind the influence. Right. Right. Rig, right. Um, and that's another thing too, as your influence grows, your love bucket capacity has to grow with it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what I learned down there is that your influence is in direct alignment to your earning power. It's a direct mm -hmm. alignment to your dreams coming to fruition. Right. So there is another myth, right, where it's just like someone's just, you know, suddenly discovered and overnight they become a dot, dot, dot. And that's just not true. Right. There has there's some sort of influence that they have been growing over for a time period mm -hmm. that got them into the right doors with the right opportunities, et cetera. And they're also able to sustain that type of influence for a long period of time. Right. So what I want to encourage everyone out there is, is if you feel that you're in the shadows at all, right, is you got to kick the shadows to the curb. It's impacting your earning power, your opportunities, your dreams. Um, you know, anything that any want or need, it's impacting that. That is really how deep it is. So right. you want to be growing your influence 
24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months a year, right? And the way to do that is you got to get visible, right? And I don't care what field you're in. I don't care if you're, you know, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a live streamer, or, you know, you're, you're a teacher, or you work, you, you have a J-O-B. I tell my people, even with J-O-Bs, I'm like, make sure you get your influence up. I'm like, because when layoffs come rocking and rolling, and they do, who are they not going to lay off? The people with more influence inside of the company itself, right? Right. And if right? you have influence outside the company because you've continued to build a personal brand and network and let people yeah. know what the good things you're doing inside the company, then you're also more likely to bounce back. Absolutely. Bounce back at like that. Absolutely. So influence is the key. And every day I ask my clients, now I'm going to ask the marketplace right now, from, okay. a, from a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, where's your influence today? Okay? So I know everyone's thinking right now where the influence is, right? I want you to double that. I want you to start working on doubling that, which means getting visible, sharing your gifts and talents with the marketplace, mm -hmm. right? Just do it. So one, tech, one tangible technique that people can do today right? That's in the red carpet guide of visibility influence is that I want you to brag. Okay. So bragging has gotten really bad rap Ross over all these years, right? I was taught by mentors, right? My first mentor was Roland Emmerich, right? Mm -hmm. I was taught by, he was like, if you do not tell people what you've done or how good you're at at it, how are they supposed to help you? It doesn't make any sense, right. right? So a great way of doing that, of bragging everyone, right, is I want you to take a testimonial about yourself and I want you to share it, a testimonial one a week across your social media platforms. Hmm. I dare you, okay? <laughs> I dare you because at first, all my clients, they're like, oh, Right. When they do it, they right. start cringing. They're like, I did it. I did it. You know, or people that read my book, you know, they're like, okay, Joey, I did it. Right. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, I know right now in your body, it's, it feels so uncomfortable because society tells us to be humble. Mm -hmm. Right. Humble does not build influence. It doesn't build. And here's the thing. You're not being of service by right. being humble. You're being a service by, by sharing your wins, Ross, because then other people, you're opening doors for other people to do the same. That's well, there, being a service. There must be an art to it because to how you do it to where you're not offending people or you're mm -hmm. coming in under the radar a little bit because I followed you for a while now and I never get the sense that you're bragging or you're you know, I, whatever it is about bragging that we're almost like reactive to in a way, it's like, oh, don't do that here. Right. Like, it, nothing's ever stopped me from like reading your posts or following your content online. So you you must have either a very artful way or a subtle way or you of doing it, or maybe I've just come to expect that. Okay, <laughs> Joey's cool with it, and so I'm cool with it because you don't have any hang up about. It. I don't know. But it's never stood out to me like you're bragging. It's, that, that it, it really is both. First of all, when I wake up in the morning, the first I look at my influence for one to ten, I'm doing it to be of service. Right, right. Right. If I don't have influence, right, how am I supposed to be of service to someone else? 
right? <laughs> you learn that from the studios, right? The Walt Disney Company has a lot of influence, right? Which means you can be of service to other colleagues, to other friends in your life, right? So that's the first reason I do it, is I come from a place of being of service, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, today, I, you know, every day I'm like, how can I double it? How can I double it? Because I've had influence, Ross, over the years that have helped me tremendously. And the only way that they were able to help change my life, the course of my my career was because of their influence. Right, right. That's the only way they were able to do it, right? So that's become my life purpose. The second reason is because people expect it from me. But now the the tribe, you'll see other people, they're doing the same, which is opening doors for their people in their backyard to do the same. Right. So then if I'm sharing a testimonial, then someone else is like, well, I'm gonna share a testimonial today. And someone else is like, I'm gonna share a testimonial that's how they they could potentially get a client they could get an opportunity that would blow their mind but only because someone knows because they know what they do right right Right? you got to know what people do for a living in order to be of service let's bring some questions in um first question's an easy one kathy castro asks what is your book called it's the red carpet guide to visibility and influence or influence and visibility visibility comes first you got to be visible to build your influence, right? That's so, right. okay, you can. There's a link to that if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. There's a link uh, right to the book if you want to check that out. Uh, should be like a little book emoji next to it. Doug Johns asks, "Huge ego can also be a danger. How do we grow that capacity without getting diverted to a dangerous big ego?" Right. So here's the thing about the techniques and strategies and everything I'm talking in the first book and then the second book, guys, is that this is actually quieting the ego down. Mm-hmm. See, ego is dangerous when you let it go amok and you let it run your car and you let it tell you lies, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're being of service and you are being your own superstar and you're sharing your it factor, which is your God-given birthright of your purpose of why you're down here see my belief system is that we're just one big jigsaw puzzle okay (laughs) and when i share my gifts and services right and then my talents out there at the marketplace whether it's in a post or it's a tangible or technique or whatever it is right it's actually it's actually making sense to other jigsaw pieces of puzzles and they're ha- and and then that then they're able to dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. So when you're being of service and standing in your purpose, ego doesn't have it, it, you no longer has room to drive your car, right? You are so busy doing what you're meant to do and embracing that if factor, growing that love bucket capacity, that. You're being, that's how you're being a purpose to other people on the planet. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you measure influence? Like, how do you know if your influence is growing? How do you know if your visibility efforts are working? 
Um, you know, I hear from people every day, oh, I, I did my first couple of live streams and only two people showed up or, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I've been tweeting for a while. Nobody ever retweets me. And, you know, and then they may try something else and sometimes it works or sometimes they will give up on on things. And it's like, wait, wait, how do I know? Is this like I'm starting out with something because this is the thing that like so many people get caught up in. Right. Sure. They start out. They struggle. Yeah. Because I, I remember like on Twitter, the first 10 people to follow me was like took longer than the neck than like the second thousand. Right. right. And then, you yeah. know, um, but how do you know if you're knocking on a door where there's nothing like how do you know if you're knocking on a door where there's nothing to gain or if you just haven't stuck with it long enough? You okay, know? well, I'm going to turn this on its head. OK, okay? this has to do about, about your love bucket capacity. Mm -hmm. When you first started tweeting, your capacity was trying to catch up with what was going on out there. Most people have been in the shadows for a very long time. If it wasn't because you're in the system of a job for years, right? Jobs don't have you getting visible. They don't. Right. They don't have you out there in the marketplace. Actually, the reason I could sustain it is because I had gotten a position in an organization that didn't use social media. And so I didn't use social media either and figured I could use this opportunity to both learn it and to benefit the organization by having another option for marketing. So maybe that's why I was able to stick with it in the beginning, yeah. because my ego wasn't involved in it. It was like, I need to yeah, learn yeah. this, but I just remember how long it took to get traction. And then once you do, it's like, it, it's just amazing. How, That's right. And also thing. Twitter was very different in 2012. And it was very different, but also too, <laughs> also too remember you were, you were, you were stepping into your spotlight. Mm -hmm. Right. That right. was getting you ready for where you were really going for the, for the if factor. Right, right. Because this is your purpose, right? Right, right. So it was getting you ready. So at the front end, I would just want to tell everyone, stick with it, mm -hmm. right? Stick with it because your capacity has to get used to the the love me factor. Now think about this. Two years ago, when I came, when I had that aha light bolt, like, like secret sauce moment, right? Right. I was just like at first, Ross, the first couple months. I almost had to go to bed and take naps because my my visibility, my influence and the love me, love me, love me, love me was coming faster and faster and faster and faster. And again, we're not brought up to be able to handle large doses of love. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I was being there. There's not a week that goes by. I'm not not being asked to be on a minimum of one or two shows. People are blogging about me. They were sharing things about me. They were you know, hiring me, they were, you know, coming to my events, whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. It was getting me, it was helping me to expand the love bucket capacity. But until I was able to expand it again, now I don't need to take a nap. Okay, I can lean into it. Like every day I wake up and I'm just like, wow, here we go. Right, Let's right. do this. Where's the cheering crowds, right? Because I know it's about me being a purpose and standing on my factor right 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 yeah so it's very, it's very powerful it's it's almost like you can't accept love from a thousand people until you can be yes. okay with like two people saying yes. you're doing great i'm here for you there like you go <laughs> there you go see russ that's such a teachable moment that's what we want people out there to hear let the two people so that you can embrace that so you can go to 200 
to 2000 because you're going to expand the, the love, the ability to that buckets can expand. Right. So stick with it. One thing I noticed when I worked in, in, in radio and I noticed this among athletes too, and it's something that's always been like a, a core principle of mine is like, it doesn't matter if there's one person watching or a million people watching you're you like do it you love doing this and you're good at it you're you you do the best show you can for whoever's like it doesn't matter who your guest is it doesn't matter what the topic is doesn't matter if nobody shows up it doesn't matter if it's direct to tape and going to be played at four in the morning like you either do what you do or you don't do what you do and then if you have that approach you're not stunned when there is a huge audience or a huge opportunity because it's like I just do what I believe in doing and what works. It's going to work no matter the size of the audience or the opportunity. Yeah. If you think about athletes, they start in, in the minor leagues. Right. Right. Okay. Well, you've been to a minor league. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a minor league game, but I have. And the stands are, are very sparse. It's not, right. it's not crazy. Okay. Not by any means. Right. But they had to start there. So what I'm trying to say, they had to first be able to take that in, right? Mm -hmm. And when they get to master level where their love bucket is just stadium <laughs> on top of stadium on top of right, stadium right. big, right? Notice how, how at ease they are. You know, they're running onto the court, right? And people are asking for their autograph. They don't feel like it's a stop and go for them. Mm -hmm. They're just able to, 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 to hold all that right? And still play at master level, whether they win or lose, right? right? Keep working on their inner game. I promise you Oprah Winfrey has works on it every single day, right? Mm. She's worth this today. Tomorrow she's be worth that, but she's not waking up saying, what am I going to be worth tomorrow? Again, that's the back doorway. Right, she's, right. she's working on her inner game capacity and it's, and therefore she doesn't feel like it's, she, it's just, it's easy, Right, right. It's easy. Because if you only hear the critic when you're, you know, not making it, you're hearing the critic. But when you make it, you know, Oprah, if she kept if she only heard the critic, right, she'd be like, so you made a billion. Like, why can't you make two billion? Like, right, you know, right. Bezos has uh, hundreds That's of billions. Like, you know, yes. you, you think yes. you made it. Like, <laughs> That's a very male driven. And I mean, and I think it's male. I'm not throwing the males underneath the bus, but I'm just saying that's a very male driven um, uh, mindset of, well, you made a million. So now I need to make two million. Now two million mm -hmm. may make three million. What I'm saying is, is that, is that, is that, that it, that's that's the back door if you're working on the capacity and you've and you have a capacity think about it like this guys out there okay who, who and here now on a replay because ross and i both know everyone that's listening is meant to listen okay right, right is that is that someone walks up to you today and this happens in hollywood mm -hmm. and they hand you a million dollars for for one of your talents right, right. How are you feeling right this very second in your body? Are you feeling like, whoa, what would I do with a million dollars? Do I do I cash it first? Do I, does that mean I have to hire people? Wait, are people going to want my money? <laughs> this is what I'm saying, right. right? Rather than, rather than working on being able to grow the capacity for a million dollars, then you're at ease. Right. Then a million dollars shows up for a book that you wrote. 10 years ago and a publisher stumbles upon it and is like, Oh my God, this is genius. 
Right, this right. is right for what's going on now. We're going to give you a million dollars, right? And you're and you're like you're like absolutely because you can handle it, right? right? Otherwise, the deal will go south. Something will happen, right? Something yeah. will happen because you can't handle the capacity of it. So think like that, guys. Now, start imagining being in the middle of the stadium. Right, because I saw Paul McCarthy um, a couple years back here in San Francisco at a major concert venue. Right, millions of people spoke right, to right. this thing, and I remember, and I had um, the honor of being in of the VIP section backstage, in a way, you know, just around him. And I remember seeing there, and I remember watching him, and he just would he walked out like the middle of the stadium, right, and he just started playing. Like it's such ease right, and right. everyone just started loving on him. Mm -hmm. Just, I love you by cheering and screaming and, you know, clapping in between every song and singing along with him. Ross, that's love. Right. But he was able to, to, to just hold it all. And when he, and, but here was the, here was the, like the, the end and the script in my head for me is when he walked off stage and I watched him. And it was like, he didn't even play a concert. He was able just to, hmm. just, just be in, at ease right there. And people were walking up to him saying, congratulations. And he was hugging family members and all this stuff. And this is where I, this was another piece to my puzzle hmm. that I was supposed to witness to say, to, so that I could, be part of my purpose of coming out with be your own superstar for the masses. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's powerful. You know, one of the most interesting things uh, that happens occasionally is when you have a guest on that you had on a few years ago and you think, you know what they're going to talk about and <laughs> they have gone through such a change or development or growth. And it's not that they've rejected old ideas, but they bring something totally new and different and an approach. And um, you just seem so happy and at ease with everything. And it's, it's great. I mean, it's great to see um, you're, you're just like radiating confidence and, and joy. So I, I, it's, it's wonderful to see. Mm. Not that you weren't two years ago, but it's like, wow, what a, what a, what a development, what a, what an impact these ideas have had on you. Yeah. So like when we were talking the other day, because whenever I see an article like in the Hollywood Reporter right. that's about something for Ross, I make sure I send it right over. Right. Cause right. I want you to like, I'm like, Ross, you have to apply for these awards. <laughs> like, you're going to, you're going to get nominated. <laughs> this is going to be huge. Right. Right. And, and there's just always like such a, a it, there's so much respect and so much love between it. And we've never met. Right, you're a right. person, right? But the girl that was two years ago, it wasn't that I wasn't happy. It's just that I was, it's just that I wasn't at ease. Right. Like I was, I was, let me tell you, I was worried a lot. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of anxiety for me two years ago. Am I, you know, am I going to ever find love again? Is another, you know, is, is my, you know, is my books going to work? Am I going to be able to speak enough? I mean, just like, Right, right. Well, guess what? That was actually clogging up my capacities, mm -hmm. right? And as I took this journey and I said yes to my purpose and my F factor, right? Got rid of that old ego story of, oh, it's just luck, right? 
And I, and I really started leaning into it. So, and what people refer to as miracles, right? I don't refer to them as miracles anymore. I refer them to as it's just where my capacity is today. Right, right. Right. They started happening because I was now able to allow love in. I was able to allow love in and, and, and on the flip side of it, everyone, yes, I still get criticized often and a lot. Right, right. <laughs> if it's not on media, it can, you know, it's on social media. People gossip about me. People talk poorly about me. I know. I mean, mm-hmm. I hear it. I mean, I'm not immune to all this, right? <laughs> right? But however, I understand that that's fear. Mm-hmm. I understand that we need to bring more love that that when that starts creeping in, I know I need to do more work, more in, more internal capacity, more cheering, mm-hmm. right? To be more of service because that's just fear. That's right. all that is. Wow. What a wonderful conversation. That's Joey Garrity from 113branding.com. The new book will be out sometime in 2021. It's called Be Your Own Superstar. Of course, you can get the book. The Red Carpet Guide. The to Red Carpet Guide to Disability and Influence. <laughs> and, and Be Your Own Superstar is, is dropping on October 23rd, 2021, which is which is my a birthday year and two days which is today. my birthday my birthday's wow. in two days happy so, birthday yeah. well, so, thank you yeah. thank you thank fantastic. you fantastic and of course um anything else you got going on you wanted to mention 113branding.com people can follow you there yeah. and the facebook page and you have a group and uh, a lot of di- you got so much going on i don't know which one to uh, to send you out on <laughs> uh, i just you know i just want to just i want to just remind everyone out there that that it's their birthright mm-hmm. like when you were born it's literally your birthright to embrace your factor to embrace your internal capacity to get visible to grow your influence for your dreams to comfort to fruition it's literally why you are born it's why you're here right and so i just hope that that like if if for some people out there they're hearing it right now and they're cringing i'm like that's okay <laughs> grow your low bucket capacity so you can just lean into that because the more you lean into it the more you're being of service to yourself and globally wow thank you joey that was awesome thank you thank you for having me on yeah uh, yeah. sorry about that <laughs> you with love and appreciation thank, thank you. you same to you i, I really I love that you came on and I, I can't wait to talk to you again at the celebration in uh, about a week and a couple of days. So thank you, Joey. Congratulations. Yeah. So that is Joey Garrity. You got to check her out again. 113 branding is her company. 113 branding.com. And of course her books. And we're going to do a quick remix. Uh, we're a little bit over time, so uh, no music, but we'll just run the raw videos uh, real quick. We had, Daniel Glickman, he's the new head of growth for StreamYard on last week in the first segment. And I asked him why he chose to go to work for StreamYard. Tell us yeah. a little bit about what what it was about StreamYard that made you decide to come a- a- and join us here. 
Yeah, so um, StreamYard of, uh, was a very good fit, obviously, from the beginning. I also knew Gage uh, for a while, and it just seemed like a perfect match from many way, reason, for many reasons, just culturally and kind of the, the knowledge, the shared knowledge and experience. And where StreamYard was at this point and where I was. StreamYard is, is huge, though. It's, it's by far the biggest in the industry. Uh, as part of the process of investigating and learning the industry a bit more, I was uh, I was really happy to see StreamYard is about an order of magnitude bigger than anybody else in the field. So it's um, it's it's really by far the most popular, and the, and I would say the easiest to get on, uh, and the best in uh, as a solution for you know just streamers like us. So good news there from Daniel Glickman about a lot of the great things with StreamYard. We also talked to Phil Kluba, and the timing couldn't have been better because he is a professional producer of live streams. And, of course, earlier today we discussed how there is a producer tab now available within your StreamYard dashboard where you can go click on and fill out an application if you'd like to hire a producer to produce your shows. You can also throw your name in the ring to be considered as a producer if you'd like to make some money producing other people's shows. And I asked Phil last week how he got into producing. I was originally a songwriter. I was working in the music industry. Um, I was working in studios. And then for some reason, I was working on some studio and they were like, hey, we want to do like a live session video thing. And then I started learning about cameras. So I was like, okay, cool. I started doing these like live session video things. And then I wrote a song and I made a music video for myself like seven years ago. And then it kind of just like, everyone was like, Hey, I want a music video. That's a sick music video. Make a music video for me. And I've always had like this whole like live production thing, like in the back of my head. And I was like, Oh, I would love to have a broadcast company. And this was like 2013 or like right. uh, 2010 or whatever. And then like Facebook live came out. Um, and I had a lot of friends in, in like the tech industry, um, working with like Shopify, uh, a lot of e-commerce stuff. And then one of my friends reached out to me. He's like, I want to do a multicam live stream to Facebook live at Shopify for, uh, a Shopify Toronto meetup event. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll start figuring this out. And then the next thing you know, like I figured it out. Um, mm -hmm. I did this live broadcast and then like things just started rolling from there. Um, uh, I then like brought, I combined like music and tech, like I brought a live band into Facebook Canada. We did this live stream um, and then Facebook Canada was like, oh, this is a great live stream. Here's a live view unit. And then they like provided me with this uh, live view unit. And then I wrote an email to live view and they were like, oh, you got a lot of reach on this live stream. And then that relationship started and it just like just uh rolled <laughs> and right, right. Uh, i was going with it and at the time like i was maybe like one of the only people doing it in like my geographical territory um and then once the pandemic hit ba based off all that stuff that like i built up during during the times of like people weren't that invested in live streaming yet mm -hmm. but once it like hit and no one had any way to connect um, they were like, we need to connect with our audience. How do we do it? So then I started doing live remote broadcasts from home. Um, so that's kind of how it all came together. It's just cool. like opportunity after opportunity, just saying yes and uh, figuring it out as I go. So that was Phil Kluba. Fun conversation last week. We also, as I mentioned earlier, talked to Daniel Glickman. 
You can catch all the past episodes from this season on the StreamYard YouTube channel. You can also check out the StreamYard Facebook page, not only for this season, but going back uh, many moons. Uh, you can find our past episodes. And we have other shows as well here uh, on StreamYard. We uh, have the founders, the co-founders, Gage Vandentop and Dan Briggs, do the StreamYard Town Hall every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope and LinkedIn Live. Uh, there's also Two Cents with Bents and StreamYard Spotlight. Two Cents with Bents is every Tuesday night. Dana Bents, head of marketing for StreamYard, hosts interviews. That's Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find that on her YouTube channel and also... On Thursday nights, there's StreamYard Spotlight. Dana and her sister Kelsey host you, people who are actually StreamYard users, finding out how they're using the product, what they're doing with it, how they're using it on behalf of their business, perhaps, or what type of broadcast they're doing. Always interesting conversations. That's Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find that on the StreamYard Facebook page. And also, Nick Nimmin, the... Uh, popular YouTuber. He goes live on the StreamYard channel every Tuesday. No, every last Tuesday of the month. So it'll be the last Tuesday of the month next week. So I believe, although he did go live once earlier this month. So we will look for Nick to next week. Tuesday, I believe. And if it's not Tuesday this month, then it'll be starting next month every last Tuesday of the month. Nick Nimmin will be live. And don't forget, we got a big show next week, right back here Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's our 50th episode. Gage Vandentop will be joining us, the CEO. Also, Leslie Nance, you don't want to miss her. She is a tremendous guest as well. And it's going to be a good time next week. So do join us. And again, thanks to my guest, Joey Garrity. Uh, check out her book, The Red Carpet Guide to Visibility and Influence, 113branding.com. And if you're not yet using StreamYard, you can get started at livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. And also, if you want to get details about the party the big party with ross it is the live stream universe fifth anniversary party and show uh do check the details there's a in the description it says party with ross you can click on that you'll get notified when it's ready to go live we've got giveaways from eight different companies including Streamyard. uh some really cool prizes for that uh get yourself signed up now so you don't miss that. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. It's great having you with us. Thanks to everybody watching on YouTube and on Facebook and Periscope. And we'll talk to you again next week on another episode of StreamYard Connect.